0: I don't know if you remember, but there was a really popular book series called Don't Eat This, Eat That. And today, we're kind of taking that concept and we're saying, don't say this, say that. And in the same way that that book led people to lose weight, the way we're saying things can lead to greater impact on our audience. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome aboard. This is why I help you plan, launch, and if you already got one, grow your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you'd like to sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription get a discount go to school of podcasting.com slash listener speaking of slash websites in uh, if you've been listening in November I had a thing where you could go to school of podcasting.com slash thanks and here's the funny thing (laughs) yeah it went to a login screen of buy me a coffee not an actual screen where you could actually say thanks yeah, those little things that you don't test when you publish it, you know, two in the morning and things like that. So, if you are one of those awesome people that went to schoolofpodcasting dot com slash thanks to say thanks and went, hmm, that's odd. Yeah, it's been fixed. It's just something I'm playing with rather than having advertising. But uh, test, test, and always test. And speaking of testing, today we're going to jump right into it because I'm leaving. On a jet plane tomorrow to uh, go to Miami and talk about podcasting. And so we're just jumping into the content. And the content today is The Power of Words. You've been listening to them already. And I'm going to bring on my buddy Mark DeCote. He is the man that designed the School of Podcasting and Ask the Podcast Coach and Podcast Rodeo Show artwork. Find him over at podcastbranding.co. But he's also a podcaster. You can find him at resourcefuldesigner.com, and his latest is the Rings of Power podcast, creatively at ringsofpowerpodcast.com, which is what I would have picked. Here's my conversation with Mark. Wait till you hear what changing a few words did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Mark DeCote. Hey, Dave. You shared a story with me, and uh, you were talking about a show you had, and you'd been for years kind of promoting certain things and you changed some verbiage and somehow a light bulb came on with your audience.
1: Yeah, that's my my podcast network. I got into podcasting now, you know, you, you know me of podcastbranding.co. I also have my, my resourceful designer podcast that, uh, you know, I'm now at episode 302 doing really well, but I got into podcasting uh, by TV fan podcast is what got me into podcasting. So I started doing those and across... Uh nine years of doing podcasting, I never had sponsors or anything, but I would ask for donations and I would always say like, you know, if you want to support the show, you know, this show costs money, you know, it's a TV show podcast. I only podcast during the, the TV season, but I still have to pay for hosting and all that stuff during the off season. If you want to help me financially, you know, it would be a different spiel every week. You know, I was just basically pleading with my audience saying, hey, this is costing me money. Do you want to help me pay for this? And in the nine years I did that across uh, four different podcasts, one of them was six seasons, two of them were five seasons, so long-running podcasts. And during that time, I collected, I think I calculated, I don't have the numbers right in front of me here, but I think it was something where eight or $900 that I had collected over a nine-year span. Then I heard somewhere, and I don't know, I wish I could give credit, Dave, but I don't remember where I heard it. But somebody said, instead of asking for support, ask your listeners to give back. So I changed my message. I started a new podcast for the Amazon TV show, uh, the, the Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings show that came out. It's now the season's now over. And I remember calling into your show. I was on episode four. And uh, as of episode four, I had already collected. It was uh, I think at that point I had collected over four hundred dollars in donations now that the season's over, I've collected over $900 in donations. And this is the first season of this podcast. So I've already matched what I did in the first eight or nine years of podcasting for Solo Talk Media. In one season, I've made the equivalent. And what I changed was I just, my message now is at the beginning of the podcast, I just tell you Solo Talk Media is a listener supported community. If you like what I'm doing, if I bring you value, if you're entertained, if you learned anything and you would like to give back, here's the link you could visit. And that's it. I cut it down from a pleading wine, wine, wine. I need money. Help me support. You know, I, I got kids to raise and I can't afford this podcast type thing to, hey, if you like what I'm doing and you want to give back, here's the link. And as I said, in one season, which was eight episodes long, I've now earned more money on this one season than I had in all the previous seasons I've done. Perfect. I'm not trying to get into your wallet. What's the average donation? Like, is there a, like, is it five, 10? Most people are giving me $25. I did have this season. uh, One person gave a hundred dollars. Most people gave $25 and I've had a few that were just $5. Uh, I did have a couple that set up recurring. Now, I don't know. It said here, like, there's a difference when you get the payment. It says, like, here, somebody gave you a donation of. And then some of them were somebody set up a recurring payment of, like, $5 a month. So I haven't received, like, the second month worth to see whether they kept that going or if they canceled it. But at that point, yeah, most donations were $25. And I set up two things. Uh, I had PayPal already. I've always done PayPal. This year, I set up uh, Buy Me a Coffee as well. And um, that one there, I think I, I got about $75 through Buy Me a Coffee. Very cool. And if somebody wanted to go listen to that Lord of the Rings show, the website is The Rings of Power Podcast.com. And if we need artwork, we go to Well, that's PodcastBranding.co. And last but not least, if I wanted to. If you're a graphic designer or if you know a graphic designer that wants to run their own business, I talk about running a graphic design business. Not about graphic design, about running a graphic design business, specifically from home. And that one's resourcefuldesigner.com. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So in one year, he got the same amount that he got
0: for, I think he said nine years, either eight or nine years. That's a pretty huge increase. Holy cow. All based on. The presentation and I've listened to a show before that kind of was like, you know, this is hard in India. And I've heard shows that do that. And I almost don't want to listen because a who who likes a whiner? Most people don't. And number two, if you actually like the host, if you think about it, I want you to be happy. And this show is making you unhappy. It's giving you a burden. So I'm going to help by quitting listening in hopes that you will quit. I mean, that's potentially a thought process that goes through that. Cause I've seen people and I've been guilty of that, by the way, I'm sure on one of my shows somewhere, I was like, come on, I
1: need money.
0: Cause there are times when life happens and you're like,
1: ah, come on, man, I need money.
0: So I get that. We've all been there. But it's interesting. So I was diving into words, and unfortunately, I wanted to talk about how you can enhance the meaning of what you're saying with words, because they're powerful. If you think about it, I know this is kind of a duh statement, but every amount of change that has ever happened in the world probably came about from someone who was spouting words. I mean, that's how things get changed. Our words connect with emotions that then inspire people to to do things. And when I started podcasting back in 2005, I was like, hey, I think this podcasting thing is going to change the world. And words do have power, by the way. I got a one-star review this week. Holy cow. And I kind of like it because it started off with a typo. So I was like, hey, like attracts like, right? Overproduced. Intomercial, I used to listen to this podcast every week. Dave's shtick always bothered me, but the promise of helpful podcast tips kept me coming back week after week. It finally dawned on me that he wasn't really providing anything except ads for his school. Hmm, that that has a little sting to it, but okay, because I just told you how to. Okay, anyway. Moving on, as his guests are always the same, that one is a head scratcher. I got Gary Art coming up from the Everything Everywhere, and I don't believe he's ever been on this show. And uh they're all retreads. They're Dave Jackson uh Psychopants, which I thought was some sort of styling thing, new this fall from France, Psychopants, uh which just basically mean brown nosers. Everything Dave's content, the ads, the guest, the answers to his question of the month, all of it, it's all just overproduced sales pitch. The question of the month last month, like last week, was people disagreeing with me. Psychopants? I don't think so. And that might just be another typo. Uh, Anyway, if you want to listen to a used car salesman, that stings. Uh... (laughs) tell you you don't know anything about cars while trying to upsell you, give this podcast a listen, one star. And then he left his name, Giuseppe Castellano. So I did what any good podcast that just had his heart trounced on. I Googled him, found him, and sent him a note and said, hey, let's get on Zoom. Can we talk? Can we talk? And I've yet to hear from him. So words do have power, but I grew up with this saying, and that is, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, especially when they're filled with typos. And now I'd like to spotlight one of those, is it Psychopants, Psychopants, Uh My buddy Daniel D. Lewis, I should mention, that review came in because I'm a subscriber to my podcast reviews, and it sends me all of my reviews from all of my podcasts from all of the countries, and I don't have to do a thing besides give Daniel a few uh, shekels to uh, provide that service. So I'll have a link to that out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 852. If you want one of those annoying ads from Dave, well, (laughs) who am I to uh, not give uh, the listener what they want? So talking about words, one of the times words do matter is I typically do not send a guest. The questions they are going to be asked because I've done that. A couple of times and in both times, Dave, I got answers that were very well rehearsed and written out. And so what I usually do is tell people why they're coming on. So like Gary's coming on in the future because he's getting gazillions of downloads and I want to find out why. And I might actually talk about that in a second because I have my suspicions, but I did was being interviewed on somebody's show and I wish I could tell you who it was they will alert me when it goes live. I I, Do you do this a lot where you get interviewed and then they'd be like, yeah, I know it's October. This will be coming out in June of 23. And I'm like, what? I mean, I get you want to schedule far out, but I was like, ah, okay. And so you lose that connection with a person when all of a sudden they're like, hey, remember back in the uh, Eisenhower administration when I interviewed you? There's a, you know, yeah. So, But they made a good point. We are talking about how he, I think he asked me what my favorite book was. And I was like, oh, that's a toughie. And he goes, let me make it easier for you. What's one of your favorite books? And I went, that's amazing how one single word can take a question from, ooh, I wish you would have sent this to me ahead of time. I would have thought about it to, okay, I can answer that now. Another example I found is the word willing and interested. If I asked if someone would be willing to meditate rather than, hey, are you interested in meditation, even the most resistant prospect might agree to try some meditation. Willingness implies openness. When I was lucky enough to speak in Australia, I forget there was some sort of mental therapy thing going on and... It involved tapping and pressure on my arm and all. And it sounded very, and I mean this with all the love in the world, woo-woo. It was not something I'd ever done. But I had, I was like, hey, you know what, if this works, why not? So when somebody says, are you willing versus are you interested? You know, if you think, hey, would you be willing to come on my show as a guest versus are you interested in coming on my show as a guest? It's the only word that achieved a total turnaround from no to yes. In the study, I was, this was on the uh, nonprofit copywriter website. And I'll put all these sources out at school of slash eight, five, two. She said one word choice spurred a positive response by going from interested to willing. So that's how we might try that. Would you be willing to come on my show? Versus are you interested in coming on? Willingness is a bit more open. When the doctor said, are there any other concerns you'd like to address in this visit? 53% of patients responded affirmatively. So they're like, yeah, there are some concerns. Yet when the doctor asked, are there some other concerns you'd like to address in this visit? A whopping 90% of patients responded affirmatively. Now, why is that? Because the patients were primed by how each of the words is used elsewhere. Naming some concerns implies you have options. Any implies random guesswork at best or an exhaustive list at worst. The word some evokes a positive response. So some versus any. And it was kind of hard. I've looked for three days. I really thought I broke the internet on some of this because I couldn't really get what I was looking for. But it was interesting how different examples did pop up, many of them around marketing and power words and words of influence and things like that. And that's definitely always interesting. But I wanted it to pertain to podcasting. But I did find this example where they were talking about policemen and how the way you ask a question can influence the answer. So, for example, they said about how fast were the cars going when they smashed into each other? Well, that led to higher estimates of speed than the same question asked with the verb smashed replaced by hit. So if I said about how fast were the cars going when they hit each other would end up with a lower number because smash sounds, I don't know, gets into your head or something of that nature, and so consequently, the way you ask a question can affect the answer. And when we talk about communication, I kind of fell into this rabbit hole. Uh, Chad and Dan Heath wrote a book called Made to Stick, and they said, when you're trying to get the point across about something, here's some things to keep in mind just around your whole message. So number one, keep it simple. The message has to be simple and stripped down to its core intent. And I've talked about this before, having kind of a focus sentence for a segment. So the focus sentence for this one is words have power, and different words will elicit different emotions and different inspirations, I guess is a way of saying that. Uh, Unexpected messages, in order to capture someone's attention, you need to break a pattern, in other words, to present the unexpected You need to understand and play with two essential motions, surprise and interest. So last week he uh, contributed to the question of the month. That was Scott Johnson from what was that like? He does a great job of this, right? He really bangs hard on that intrigue, but he also surprises you with the, what was that like show? It has to be concrete. They say people won't remember vague stuff, What helps people understand new concept is concrete language. And this also comes in to play with comedy. Uh, I'll put a link to a YouTube video from Jerry Seinfeld. And he mentions how being specific does a couple things. I'm going to throw in my own two cents here. But he mentions that when the Pop-Tart, and he said, look, Pop-Tart, it's a a funny word. I don't know. It's a Pop-Tart. Is it what? Anyway, so it's, uh, he said Pop-Tart's a funny word, and he said when it was invented, the back of my head blew off. Now, when I said back of my head blew off, didn't you just picture the back of my head blew off? It, it triggers that theater of the mind because it's so specific. If I said blew my mind, meh. But if I said it blew the back of my head off, that is specific, and it triggers that theater of the mind. So, It's specific. People don't remember vague stuff. Credible. You need someone who people trust to confirm your case. Uh, So the trustworthiness of your source makes all the difference. Well, here's the thing this is kind of fun about podcasting. You actually have the trust of your audience until you blow it. I was watching a YouTube video this week, and the person who shall rename Nameless actually quoted his listen Notes stats. Now, if you haven't heard this, if you go to listen notes, they will say something like, I think right now I'm in the top 1.5%. That sounds impressive until you realize that I am beating a dead podcast from 2008. I'm glad to hear that I'm currently getting more downloads than Ask a Ninja, right? Jeez. So, uh, but it, it it I didn't watch the rest of his video. I was like, oh, uh, instant credibility loser. Not him loser, but that's the fact that they said that. I was like, because uh, if somebody's using that, is like, you should listen to me because I'm in the top five percent of listen notes. Run, do not walk away from that person. That is a horrible stat, and I was really surprised because, again, can we get on Zoom and have a dialogue? So we had an email, and he kind of went, "Yeah, I'm gonna still gonna use it, uh, and that's fine. You don't have to agree with me." Uh And when you can tie in words with emotions, right, feelings inspire people to act. I said at the beginning of this show, the way the world was changed in many cases is by somebody saying words that stirred emotions, and those emotions stirred people to act. A credible idea makes people believe an emotional idea makes people care, and when you put them both together into an idea as stories, man, you've got a killer combination there. So as I was down in this rabbit hole of studying words and such, I found one that I was like, oh, that will work because as a podcast consultant, there is something that I have to help people get over more than technology and more than money because I can get you podcasting for less than an Xbox. It's really, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars and things like that. And here it is. We get this in our head that podcasting, because it is such a huge opportunity, right? It's a huge opportunity. You can reach the world with your voice. You can be heard. Your message can get to people. Now, it doesn't happen overnight, but the opportunity is there. And so many times you're like, I just need a break i need it, the ability to get this out there and that's what podcasting is and so we so many times think of it as this big giant thing and i don't want to mess it up and somebody asked me in an interview cuz i've i've started so many shows just as and here's the word you ready this is the really powerful word that apparently this is how i view podcasts and that is, yes, it's a show. Yes, it's a program. Yes, it's a marketing arm. Yes, it's, you know, therapy. But in almost all of my cases, instead of thinking it so serious, I think of my podcast as an experiment. As I record this in November, I swapped out one of those annoying Dave Jackson ads where he tries to get you to join the school of podcasting and simply said, hey, if you want to say thanks, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash thanks. Now, that's dynamically inserted, and in the future, you'll be like, I don't know what he's talking about. I didn't hear it. Well, that's why. But I I love to experiment. I don't do it in a way that makes you leave, hopefully. I did an experiment on the Ask the Podcast Coach show, playing with dynamic content, and I put in seven 15 seconds. So they were really short ads. And boy, was that annoying. And I knew that. I wasn't sure how annoying, but my audience let me know. It was an experiment. I let them know in the next episode. Now, did some people probably unsubscribe? Maybe. But that show is always been about experimenting. And so maybe that's what you need to do. Instead of saying, I'm going to start a podcast. Say, I'm going to start an experiment and see what what happens. Because in the end, and I joke about this, but it's true, you will either end up with a great story about that time when you started a podcast, or you'll end up with a great podcast. And to kind of amplify this whole experiment idea, I'm going to do something that would probably set Giuseppe off. And that is, I'm going to play a clip of me, which I realize just sounds like hey, let's talk about my favorite thing. What do you think about me? I realized that. But when I listened to this, I was like, hey, that's pretty good. So this is me on the very end of my uh, induction speak into the Podcasters Hall of Fame. I ran it through Descript Studio Sound. I'll have a link in the show notes if you want to see how to do that. But this was very echoey and I made it less echoey. So when you think about Launching your experiment to see what it's like to be a podcaster. I remember this. For everyone here who's thinking about starting a podcast, if you could put your phone down and actually listen to me for a second, that would be cool. But if you're sitting there with a message and a passion and a need to be heard, then please do not worry about the one-star review. Do not worry about those thousands of people listening to your podcast, because guess what? When you first start, you're probably only going to have about six downloads, and that's maybe if your cousins are listening. But by the time you get to those thousands of downloads, you're going to be great. But here's the problem. You can't get to show 100 without doing show number one. So quit focusing on what can go wrong, and for God's sake, quit focusing on the tech and focus on the impact you can have if things go right. Think about that one person who needs to hear your message and that one person who you can change their life and start your podcast. Quit reading about it. Quit watching YouTube videos and just do it. You can change the world one download at a time. Thank you all Thank you, Jesus. Good night. Class is dismissed. I love the fact there are two things about this. Number one, I sound like Michael J. Fox on Family Ties. Like, Mallory, my voice is almost cracking after talking all week at a podcast convention. And I also love the fact that it's me saying, don't worry about the one-star review. And, of course, I started off the episode with a one-star review. But I shared that just to show you that, hey, you know what? As much as I say shake it off in the immortal words of Taylor Swift. You know, sometimes they get a zinger in under your, uh, under your armor. And I just wanted to let you know that don't let the fear of a one-star review stop you from being brave enough to be bad at something new. Cause when we all start something new, we're usually not very good at it. Hence it's an experiment. All right. I need to stop the podcast for a second. Cause I want to, kind of like we're breaking the fourth wall. I'm talking to you. So we'll we'll get back to the episode in a second. But this is an old thing that I learned from being in teaching. And that is you tell them what you're going to tell them, you tell them and then you tell them what you told them. And so we started off with Mark saying if you received value, and one of the ways that you can remind them that hey, I gave you value is by reminding them what you just told them and then they go, "Oh yeah, that was helpful." So let's go back to the episode, and I'm going to do that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as we start to wrap up, instead of asking someone for their favorite, maybe ask them for one of their favorites. Maybe ask them if they're willing instead of interested in coming on your show. And keep your message simple. Keep it specific. People remember specifics. Say it in a way that's going to invoke feelings in your audience. Remember, a credible idea makes people believe, and an emotional idea makes people care. You might have a great podcast, but maybe you're explaining it wrong, or maybe you have the best question, but you're asking it the wrong way. I hope you found value in this episode. If you feel so moved, I would love to have you as a member of the School of Podcasting. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener. If you're like, Dave, I really don't need your services, but I would like to say thanks, schoolofpodcasting.com slash thanks. We've got Gary Art coming up in the future. I'm going to be in Miami this week, so I'll probably have some tales from, from the road when I get back. And until then, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. And he was talking about, it's weird. Oh, it's time to go get the pizza. Go get the
1: pizza.
0: All right. I will go get the pizza and finish my thought.